welcome to Podiatrics Medical Podcasts and today we're going to be talking about the next in our metabolic series of lectures um, and podcasting on basically some topics that are important for revising your physiology and are important for exams. So for those of you that haven't tuned in to the um, neonatal blood screening podcast I would listen to that before this one because a lot of this will make a lot more sense. So basically with inherited metabolic disorders you can have problems with carbohydrate metabolism, protein metabolism or fat metabolism and very much the focus of today is about problems with protein metabolism. So I want to be very clear when I say this. There are three types of conditions where you will have problems with protein metabolism. One is your organic acidemias. Two are disorders of amino acid metabolism. And three are urea cycle defects. So we're going to be talking about organic acidemias. And actually, we've already covered um, isovaleric acidemia maple syrup urine disease and glutaric acidemia type 1 in a previous lecture. So today we're going to be talking about three other ones. So actually we've already done a lot of the hard work with understanding what organic acidemias are. So if you think in your head, protein, fat and carbohydrate, there are others but the three main categories are protein, fat and carbohydrate and today we're going to be talking about organic acidemias that is one of the groups of conditions with protein metabolism. A few definitions to recap from the newborn blood spot um, lecture. What is an amino acid? So an amino acid is a structural unit which makes up protein. Or an organic acid, which is what we're focusing on today, is produced from the catabolism of amino acids. So from the breakdown of amino acids, we will get the production of organic acids. A very simple way of looking at organic acidemias is my favourite example that we've already talked about, which is isovaleric acidemia. So isovaleric acidemia is an organic acidemia. Why is it an organic acidemia? Because it is involved in an enzyme deficiency that is involved in the breakdown of leucine. So leucine is an amino acid, isovaleric acid is an organic acid. And why we get an accumulation of an organic acid is because we have a problem with isovaleral dehydrogenase. And remember I said, in exams, if you're ever in doubt, if something mentions that someone has got a low um, isovaleral dehydrogenase activity, then the answer is going to be isovaleric acidemia. Because as difficult as these conditions are to understand, the way that they are named is the they are named according to the acid that will accumulate. So, for example, in propionic acidemia, your propionic acid goes up. In isovaleric acidemia, your isovaleric acid um, goes up. Methylmalonic acidemia, your methylmalonic acid goes up. So they're easy to understand from that perspective. So the first thing I'm going to talk about is number one condition and the one that we covered uh, last time which is isovaleric acidemia. So isovaleric acidemia 
is the first of all organic acidemia. So remember, organic acidemias belong to the category of problems with protein metabolism. Organic acids are formed or produced from the catabolism of amino acids. So isovaleric acidemia is caused by a problem with isovaleric acid CoA dehydrogenase. Don't remember what it's called, because if you remember this, isovaleric acidemia, the enzyme names itself. It disrupts the normal metabolism of leucine. So normally, leucine will get broken down into acetoacetic acid and acetyl-CoA. This doesn't happen, so you actually get problems with breaking down leucine. How does this present and what are the key words? It presents in the newborn period with severe metabolic acidosis with ketosis, vomiting and encephalopathy with a sweaty feet odour. A sweaty feet odour is normally um, the big thing. If it presents during childhood, it's usually precipitated by increasing protein intake, so increasing the amount of leucine your body's got to deal with, or infection. And you will get elevated C5 acylcarnitines. The important thing is to give these patients glucose and bicarbonate in an acute attack to deal with the acidosis and a restriction in leucine intake because they have got a problem with breaking down the branched chain amino acid leucine. You'll also give them carnitine um, mainly because you are increasing your amount of acylcarnitine so um, you need more carnitine for mitochondrial transport and other things so their carnitine demands go up so that's really important so we said last time that isovaleric acidemia you're looking more at patients with a metabolic acidosis with ketosis and you were looking at patients with a sweaty feet odor maple syrup urine disease is the next condition which we've covered as well which is a problem in the breakdown of not just one amino acid, but in fact three. And what are your three branch chain amino acids in humans? Leucine, isoleucine and valine. So you get accumulation of these three acids because you can't break them down and you get the corresponding keto acids that go up. This can lead to encephalopathy and worsening neurodegenerative illness. So how do they present? Their urine smells like maple syrup, so like a, a caramelly-like odour, which is where it gets its name from. Feeding difficulties, remember, these are the patients who can have irregular respirations, and often the giveaway is the loss of the moral reflex, which is primitive reflex. Seizures, and they can get cerebral edema. What are we looking for to diagnose these patients? Metabolic acidosis, secondary to ketoacidosis. Increased anion gap which is, remember, really, really important. Increased leucine, isoleucine and valine in the blood. And detection of L-alloisoleucine, which is an isomer, is diagnostic, and this is the most sensitive way of diagnosing. How do we treat it? Well, we reduce and control the intake of leucine, isoleucine and valine because they can't break them down. We measure the amount, amount of branch chain amino acids. And that's very, very important to see whether we're getting on control of it. So if we diagnose this within the first 10 days, 
these patients can expect to have normal growth and development. So these are not trivial conditions by any stretch of the imagination. Number three, again, very, very straightforward, these conditions. They're not the easiest conditions to understand. It's a very difficult bit of medicine, but we've said so far, maple syrup urine disease is a problem with a breakdown of three amino acids, leucine, isoleucine and valine, and the urine tends to smell of a caramelly maple syrup odour, isovaleric acidemia, sweaty feet odour is a problem with breaking down um, leucine into acetyl-CoA and acetoacetic acid. Methylmalonic acidemia next. So what do we need to think about this one? Well, this is a very interesting one. So this is a problem with methylmanyl-CoA. Again, the enzyme is named with the condition, so it, you don't even have to remember it. So what happens? Well, there's a few branched-chain amino acids, including isoleucine, methionine and valine, and these will get converted to propanyl-CoA, okay? That will then be converted to methylmanonyl-CoA, and eventually should be go to succinyl-CoA. Again, I remember PMS, propanyl-CoA, methylmanyl-CoA, and succinyl-CoA. I'm not very good at pronouncing them, I do apologise. Um, so PMS is the normal pathway. So if you've got a problem with methylmanyl-CoA, you, rather than producing succinyl-CoA, which is the S of your PMS, you produce too much M, which is methylmalonic acid. So you get a accumulation of methylmalonic acid. These patients will present with vomiting, ketoacidosis, high levels of ammonia. So this is one of your conditions where your ammonia level will tend to go up. Remember, not in all of them it will go up significantly, but certainly in methylmalonic acid, you would expect your ammonia to go up. Low platelet count and failure to thrive. So you will get an elevation of methylmalonic acid in the urine, okay? And if you have got B12 deficiency, you will get elevated homocysteine in your blood because of the conversion, uh, the vitamin B12 dependent conversion of methylmalonic acid to homocysteine. What do you do? Well, you give a restriction of dietary protein. You can give carnitine as well. You can give betaine and IM vitamin B12 if the patient has methylmalonic acid and homocysteinuria as well. So betaine, remember, looks at that alternative pathway and vitamin B12 will allow you to access the vitamin B12 dependent conversion. Propionic acid is the P bit of PMS. So actually, PMS happen in the same pathway. So when we talk about propionic acid, acidemia and methylmalonic acidemia, they all happen with PMS. So propanol-CoA would get converted into M, methylmalonic acid, um, methylmalonic-CoA, and then succinyl-CoA. So PMS is the normal pathway. So propionic acidemia is the step above uh, methylmalonic-CoA in the metabolic pathway. So again, 
propanoyl carboxylase is deficient. So these patients will have severe ketoacidosis. Sometimes they've got a, a pneumonia in their blood, sometimes don't. Um, encephalopathy and bone marrow suppression. And cardiomyopathy is a late onset complication. So you diagnose this with urine organic acids that have a large amount of 3-hydroxypropanoic acid, which is really important because remember that's a byproduct. Methyl citric acid, again, is another byproduct of having um, propanol-CoA deficiency. Okay, um, if you lack the carboxylase that converts propanol-CoA to methylmonyl-CoA, you produce propanoic acid and methyl citric acid. So tend to, with these patients, restrict their protein, okay? And you can give them carnitine as well. So these are all important. Lots of metabolic pathways that are um, dependent on it. I won't talk about um, beta-methylcrotonol-CoA carboxylase deficiency because this is basically a problem with lysine breakdown. So it has a number of features in common with isovaleric acidemia. Biotinase deficiency is a new one that we didn't cover in the neonatal um, lecture. So biotinidase deficiency is a problem with, you've got biotin, which is vitamin B7, and biotinase, biotinidase removes biotin that is bound to protein. So that is bound biotin. If you remove it from protein, then it becomes free biotin or unbound biotin. And free biotin is needed um, to break down fats, proteins and carbohydrates. So it's very important. Why do we need to know about biotin? Well, very importantly, we have got, it's got a classical presentation. So these patients have alopecia, skin rash. So this is normally a perioral dermatitis, failure to thrive, low tone, and can be a cause of sudden infant death syndrome. How do you diagnose it? You look at urine organic acids and you will tend to have increased amount of crotonoglycine and hydroxyisovaleric acid. Again, don't worry too much about the terms because they're not particularly important. But just remember that it's worth thinking about, um, worth thinking about these conditions, okay? This worth thinking about biotinase deficiency, okay? So we're thinking about biotinase deficiency and the things that can um, accumulate as well. So again, this is normally a pathway where you get leucine will get converted through multiple pathways. And this is a problem with biotinidase, which is the thing that allows biotin to become free and is therefore important for a lot of these different processes. And it's a very rewarding condition to treat because if you give them biotin, they get better. So let's basically try and simplify everything we've talked about. So you've got a person in the exam. So let's talk about an exam question for a second. So there is a newborn with poor feeding, lethargy, vomiting, etc. Unresponsive to electrolyte replacement, blood cultures have come back negative, all of their other blood seem remarkably okay. You look at their blood gas and they've got a normal or a high ammonia level and a high anion gap. Um, and they've got an acidosis on their blood gas. So you're thinking, has this patient got an organic acidemia? Has this patient got an organic acidemia? 
you work through it, what are the giveaways in exam questions? What are the giveaways that you're looking for? So isovaleric acidemia, sweaty feet odour. Isovaleric acidemia, sweaty feet odour. Maple syrup urine disease. Urine smells like maple or caramel. Loss of moral reflex, okay? And positive or a high amount of plasma L-aloisoleucine. Remember, L-aloisoleucine is an isomer. It's the most sensitive marker for maple syrup urine disease. Methylmalonic acid, low platelet count, so thrombocytopenia, and a lot of urinary methylmalonic acid. Methylmalonic acid goes up, methylmalonic acidemia. Propionic acid goes up, propionic acidemia, which is the next one. You can also get bone marrow suppression and encephalopathy. So your methylmalonic acid levels go up, methylmalonic acidemia, propionic acid levels go up, propionic acidemia. Patient with intractable seizures, ataxia, visual problems, alopecia and a periorbital dermatitis, perioral, sorry, perioral dermatitis, biotinidase deficiency. The last one, which is one we talked about last time, head circumference larger than normal, so macrocephaly, retinal hemorrhages and subdural hematomas and can be mistaken for non-accidental injury is your glutaric aciduria type 1. So I'm going to ask that one more question. Okay, so if I were to give you the clues, if you could give me the diagnosis. So encephalopathy, bone marrow suppression, large amounts of propionic acid. Okay, encephalopathy, bone marrow suppression, large amounts of propionic acid would be propionic acidemia. Well done. Intractable seizures, low tone, hearing loss alopecia and perioral dermatitis. Good would be your biotinidase deficiency. Macrocephaly, retinal hemorrhages and subdural hematoma would be glutaric aciduria type 1. Sweaty feet odour would be isovaleric acidemia. Urine smells caramel or mapley. They have lost their moro reflex, seizures, and a positive plasma L aloisoleucine is maple syrup urine disease, low platelet count, and a lot of methylmalonic acid in the urine would be methylmalonic acidemia. I hope that has been very useful. So that has been a brief look at the different types of organic acidemia and how they might present. And certainly in an exam, the giveaways that you need to be looking out for. I hope it's been made more simple. Remember, the basic points is that these conditions are named according to the acid that is that goes up. So isovaleric acidemia, propionic acidemia, methylmalonic acidemia are all problems of those particular acids. Maple syrup urine disease affects all of your branch chain amino acids. OK, so that's leucine isoleucine and valine but remember your plasma l allo isoleucine is the important one to look for biotinidase deficiency is a problem with biotinidase that changes biotin vitamin b7 from being bound to protein 
to being unbound, so therefore being free, include taric acid urea uh, being something that can cause retinal hemorrhages and subdural hematoma and can be mistaken for non-accidental injuries in child protection cases. Thank you very much for listening today. Uh, plenty of podcasts on the way, but I hope I've made that a little bit more simple. Thank you. Yay!